don't love me. Do you find yourself uttering these words more often than not? If you are looking for ways to stop the complaints, create more harmony, and to connect more deeply, welcome to Passion Unlimited Podcast. I am your host, psychotherapist, author, and founder of Fearless Love, Gianni Adamo. People have different ways of expressing and feeling loved. Whether you're single or in a relationship, do you know what your love language is? Do you and your partner share the same language or are you they different languages? In today's episode, we will be unpacking the five love languages offered by Dr. Gary Chapman, a marriage and family therapist. Okay, so one of the things that I do with my couples um, is that I do assign homework assignments, especially early on, and that's because I want you guys um, to not only uh, retain what you're learning in session once a week with me, but that then you can continue to expand and grow in your love by doing some fun exercises. And I try to make the exercises to actually be fun. I don't like giving assignments and things that are heavy for people, unless they're grieving and that's a different story and we have to go through our grief cycle. But otherwise, I love to empower people and therefore one of the assignments I give early on is for the couple to go onto Gary Chapman's website and do the five love languages inventory. And if you want to do that after this podcast, basically you just Google or search five love languages inventory, and that will bring you to an assessment that you can take in about about 15 minutes, and it will spit out what your top love languages are. So I do this with all of my couples, and then they, that's one of the, the homework assignments I give them, and then they come back the following week, and we go over their uh, results together, and we do some exercises together to really build upon that. So I'm going to go through some of the exercises at the end, so please stay tuned, because I'm going to give you what these love languages are, what they look like, and at the end, I'm going to give you some tips to make sure that you're strengthening this. Um, All right, so relationships are intentional. Healthy relationships are partnerships where we grow in understanding of ourselves and we are also growing in understanding of our partner. And each of us usually gravitates to our own particular love language or a grouping of love languages. And for me personally, I like grouping of love languages because the more love languages that you can identify love with, that means that you're going to feel warm and fuzzy and comforted and cared for and yummy and delicious. Okay, so all of that yummy feeling is you feeling loved. And if you have more than one road to feeling that way, that means that your partner and you are going to be more successful and making sure that you are more happy than unhappy in this relationship. And of course, I always believe that the more empowered you are about yourself, about what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled, then the more control you have in hitting the mark with yourself, 
and also helping your partner hit the mark with you. So then you can educate them and explain to them what makes you happy and what works for you. And you can invite them to do more of that. Alrighty. So without any further ado, uh, let's go over the five love languages and maybe you might figure out where you are. Um, but um, anyways, but it doesn't matter because to me, I believe that what I have witnessed in my life and I've been witnessed in other people's lives is that we also evolve. They're not static. So you may notice that in one relationship, you were starved for words of affirmation, let's say, because that is the first language that we're going to go over and unpack. But perhaps in another um, relationship, you were starved for touch. So all of a sudden that love language comes up and you're like now begging for a hug and a kiss and in a cuddle. So anyway, so this does evolve depending on where your needs are and also what needs have been met in childhood and what needs have not been met in childhood and what you healed and what you have not healed. So this is not fixed. This is very flexible and, and you should feel like, yeah, these things evolve over time. All right. So the first one is words of affirmation. So here, if you have as a primary love language, words of affirmation, you're going to catch yourself always complimenting people. You're always going to be like having these beautiful, yummy, delicious words to describe things. You appreciate appreciating others and you probably can be a very powerful communicator because if you are free in this gift, of love through words not only are you building up others but then you probably are very expressive verbally all right so that's one way to recognize if that's who you are all right so with that as a main love language if those needs for affirmation and recognition are being met with your partner then you're usually going to be pretty content in your dialogues but if your partner doesn't like to talk a lot and you kind of have to pull the words out of them, you're going to probably be a frustrated person because your primary love language is not being met. You're not getting complimented. Um, they're not recognizing you verbally. Um, an example of this actually is, let's just say you just cooked this really delicious meal. You actually went to the supermarket, got all the fresh ingredients, created, th created everything from scratch. Maybe you created veggie burgers for the first time, which is part of, let's say, your keto diet. You found the right ingredients so that it would all work with your keto diet. And you're, you, know, you create this fantastic salad and you're eating your, um, your homemade from scratch veggie burger that meets the standards of your <laughs> of your diet requirements which you've never done before but you've decided after five months of all this quarantining and pandemic stuff it's time to like shift gears and get really healthy anyway so you serve this yummy lunch and that you spent all this time shopping and creating from scratch <laughs> and your partner eats every last crumb and there's not a piece of lettuce, there's nothing left in, in this plate. And you're like looking at your partner and you're like, 
did you like it? And your partner looks up at you like, what are you talking about? I, I just about licked the plate. Of course I liked it. And you're like frustrated and you're like, this doesn't, I'm like, this is not good. And you're feeling unhappy. That's what, that's exactly what happens. You're like unhappy because you need to actually hear the words that this was like the most delicious meal that they've ever had on the planet when it comes to veggie burgers or keto diets or whatever the heck you created that met your specific diet or your partner's specific diet because maybe you even did it for them. Oh my God, that would carry even more weight if you did this actually for them and it wasn't something that you needed for yourself. Okay, so you would be the type of person who if your partner, even if they licked the plate and they still didn't tell you that this was like the best meal on the planet that they've ever had around this subject of thing that you created for them, you're going to be like not happy, <laughs> unhappy. Anyways, all right. So in addition to needing to hear the validation and needing to hear the affirmations and the appreciations and the gratitudes, because those are very important to you, you also end up becoming very crushed when you're criticized or you're judged. And this just crushes your spirit. So people who really run from criticisms and try to avoid conflict a lot, a lot, a lot of times their words of their love language is words of affirmation, but because they have a partner or they, or they were raised in a family where there was a ton of judgments and criticisms, so now you run away from all of that and you try to avoid it like the plague. So here, if your partner's primary love language is words of affirmation, it is important you provide them appreciations and compliments and recognitions at least five to one when it comes to presenting criticism and negative feedback so please listen to that if you're married or you're in a relationship with someone whose primary love language is words of affirmation every day they need to hear at least five times from you some sort of positive words that are coming from you to them and some sort of gratitude or affirmation or recognition before you can present at least one complaint because if not it's it's kind of very crushing for their spirit okay so the second language of love that we're going to discuss is physical touch and if you're single i want you to still keep listening to this podcast because everything that we're discussing is going to help you to prepare when you are in a relationship and there's nothing more important than for you to take care of yourself now because if you're taking care of yourself and meeting your love languages now you're going to have this really beautiful energy about you which will start attracting more positive people into your life all right so physical touch Okay, so if this is your primary love language, holding hands and kissing and hugging and sexual intimacy is extremely important to you. Um, and if your spouse's um, love language, primary love language here is physical touch, uh, you will help them to feel more secure and esteemed every time you give them a hug, every time you give them a kiss, every time you sit maybe even on top of them when you're on the sofa or you lay your head on, on them or you give them a neck rub or you give them a foot rub. All that speaks love 
to you or the partner who has physical touch as a primary love language. So, okay, so prior to coronavirus and this pandemic, I would highly have recommended <laughs> dancing to me for the singles in order to meet um, your physical touch needs. I myself do tango dancing and Latin dancing, so the salsa, the merengue, cha-cha-cha, East Coast Swing and West Coast Swing. Yes, I've mastered a whole lot of different types of dancing after my divorce because then I didn't have a life partner uh, who I uh, wasn't being cuddled and I loved cuddling when I was in a, my marriage, let's say. So for singles and divorcing people or people who are divorced who may not be in a relationship right now, Post-pandemic, um, I would highly recommend dancing because then you can get your physical touch and everybody's vertical and there's no drama, none whatsoever. <laughs> it's only feeding your physical touch needs. And of course, if you're married, you actually can do this together. You don't have to wait for the pandemic to be over. You could actually start dancing in your house right now with your partner and me the, the uh, physical touch needs that you need, uh, that you want and desire to feel esteemed and loved. All right. So the third, um, language of love or, uh, or language, yeah, language of love is quality time. And to me, quality time is there's really not much that can speak louder than quality time. The people that you give and spend your time with and provide undivided attention. Well, if this is your primary love language, then it is going to be something that you will be satisfied every time your partner decides that they're going to hang out with you in the kitchen when you're cooking. Or if they're doing the dishes, you're probably going to hang out with them on the bar stool and just watch them and have a conversation because there's nothing better for you than to like hang out with your buddy, with your partner, with your spouse. And for those of you whose primary love language is quality time and it's being frustrated because your partner is basically like ADD and has like a very short attention span and it's all over the map and they're here and they're there and they're everywhere. Most likely you're going to be on the miserable side because this, what you require is quality. So you want them to sit down and look at you in the eyes. You want them to sit down and say, aha, okay, I get that. Wow, how interesting. You just want to spend time away from distractions and devices and technology and phones and other people. And you just want to be in almost like in this seclusion, which I believe that for you right now, um, this pandemic is probably really wonderful because it's giving you the opportunity to create a lot of quality um, time for yourself if you're single. And you're right now, because all the distractions are gone, we don't have a lot of social gatherings right now. You can select how you want to spend your time and the quality of time that you want to spend on hobbies, 
projects with work, um, your health, and there's like a zillion other things that you can be doing. And if you are married or in a relationship, if you're cohabitating, it's the same thing. You guys have, there's a lot less distractions unless you're grappling obviously with unemployment and of course with the children and their schedule and the fact that everything's up in the air that's creating a lot of stress. But if you can remove yourself from those distractions and those stressful situations, you really have a lot of space and time to give to yourself and to your partner and create new habits that really fortify your relationship, okay? All right, so the fourth language of love is acts of service. The acts of service um, here, if you are someone who feels loved when someone else, your partner, does things for you, such as cooking or cleaning, or they do the dishes or the laundry, they help with the children, they fix faucets, they make the living room look beautiful, um, they hang up beautiful curtains, throw out garbage, they take care of cars, um, anything and everything that, that your partner can possibly do inside of the house, make it beautiful and comfortable and warm and inviting and nurturing. People with the acts of service as a primary love language love that. That's how they feel loved and usually that's how they also offer their love to their partner. So this is why it's important to recognize what is and what are your primary love languages and what is or what are your spouse's and your partner's primary love languages because sometimes they don't really match. I've had a few couples, interestingly enough, that matched exactly. Like their primary love languages were exactly lining up. If it was physical touch on number one, that they both had the physical touch, then they were they had the quality time and service. There were only I've only had a handful of couples that matched perfectly where each of the love languages matched um, and how they were rated. But the majority of the people don't. Uh, one has the acts of service while the other one has gifts, excuse me, and quality time and the other one wants touch and words. So what that means is, and we still have one more uh, love language to discuss, that means is that we not only do we learn and accept what ours is, but now we are expanding and embracing our partner's love languages and providing them and meeting their love languages because that's what's important that we offer to our partner what makes them feel loved and cared for the fifth love the fifth love language is gifts which i mentioned a little earlier and it's interesting because this one I found that here in, in Florida and the South there are more people with that gift than I have ever encountered up north in my practice um, and I guess that this is part of the regional and cultural um, influence because I, I haven't met too many women down here in the South that don't love gifts while the North a lot of them, it's like, it's okay. They'll take it or leave it. A lot of them, you know, they're like, I'll just buy it myself. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but anyways, so for those of us or those individuals who love gifts, truly, it doesn't matter. Usually, like, what kind of gift it is. 
they just love receiving things. It could be the chocolates, the flower, the jewelry, the perfume, but it could also be just like, you know, you know, something for the house. It could be something for the car. It could be just a little trinket for their phone. It could be a case for their laptop, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter. It could be just something, a very easy little trinket from a trip that you took and you bought like one of those like $2 trinkets and they're like, oh, you remembered me. That is so awesome. So that's the good news that people with the gifts as a love language, they're usually really happy and satisfied. However, I will underscore this one. However, because I do know people who are just really critical and always negative and one of their love languages is gifts and yet instead of being gracious they are always finding a problem and criticizing the gift or the lack of thought behind the gift I would suggest that you be gracious and receive the gift if you don't like the gift you know you could ultimately one day let them know you know that you would prefer something else and you could explain what it is that you like and what your preferences are but just for when that person offers you a gift I would say just be gracious always err on the side of kindness if you use that as a general rule what's gonna happen is you're going to encourage your partner to become more generous and offer you more gifts see that instead of criticizing and putting them down because they missed it and that this is not the gift that you really wanted you can just be gracious and be kind and encouraging that they would continue to be generous with you because what's going to happen is they're going to lose the fear because this is what what happens on the flip side is because you might be critical and judgmental about all the different things that you don't like that they bring you they're not gonna want to buy you anything they're gonna take the easy road and it's I'm gonna avoid the conflict and, and not buy you anything I'm gonna give you the money or tell you to go buy it yourself and you know and and that's it this way we could avoid the fight but if you really love receiving gifts then just be generous a generous with your love with your appreciations with your uh, kindness because you will then open up the door for your partner to become even more generous with you. Okay, I hope you, that makes sense. All right, so after you've taken your uh, five love languages profile, you can now become more intentional in um, filling your love tank as well as your partner's. You can now learn to speak your partner's love language. and. One of the exercises that I do, which I promised you I was gonna give you with my couples, is they come in the next day, you know, the next week into their session and they each will read their top two love languages. And then I will ask them to give their partner a couple of, a few examples of how those love languages are being met one at a time. So if it's love, words of affirmation. So I would say, you know, yesterday when you told me that you liked the dinner that I made, that made me feel so happy and it made me feel loved. 
So that's you giving an example of something that your partner did that was right, that met the words of affirmation as a primary love language for you. After you've given some examples of how your partner has hit the mark, I want you now then to add additional ways that you would want your partner to hit the mark with you, such as, I would love it if you would text me throughout the day, maybe one or two texts, that's all, and just check in on me and let me know that you're thinking of me um, so that I can receive your words and I can stay connected with you. So now you're asking for more words, right? So not only was the appreciation of the dinner fabulous for you, that was going to take it to the next level is if you stayed in communication throughout the day by just sending a couple of texts to just say hello. All right, and you guys take turns in expressing your, let's say your two or top two or three love languages, how your partner has hit the mark, and what else would you like to see in those areas? And if you want to take the relationship reboot challenge, which is where, where we are on, I am going to challenge you to learn to express each of the five love languages daily. And that will make your love tank overflow. So that means that even if you're single, thus I wanted you to stay tuned through all of this, you can meet your uh, your uh, challenge by giving yourself each day these five love languages. And in reference to words of affirmation, you could just do a gratitude journal, right? That will satisfy it. And Or you can just speak the words. You can write the words or you can speak it. That's the beauty about the, the words of affirmation. The touch, um, well, you can... So you can do a little like touching yourself. You can do a little like massage. You can touch, especially for those of us working with the computer, little rub here and there. You could also just go to the massage therapist. <laughs> I know some of the massage parlors are still closed, but if you have friends that do massage therapy, you can go to their homes. A lot of them are working from their homes, so you can still get um, massages. You just usually have to go to the person's home versus a massage parlor because most of those places, at least in South Florida, are still closed. So anyway, so there's different ways to getting these needs met. You could always buy yourself a gift. Sometimes you're just giving yourself the gift of forgiveness because we're not perfect. So there's many ways and just be creative. Be creative on how you want to express these five gifts to yourself every day as you are going through your relationship reboot this summer of 2020 our most challenging year yet okay so if you want to go from surviving to thriving in your life love and relationships please subscribe to passion unlimited podcast anywhere that podcasts are heard you can follow me on social media you can listen and watch me on on youtube under fearless love you can find me on my website under fearlesslove.net and there you could also click for a free 15-minute consultation. And if you just want to check out my social media handles, I am in Instagram or on Instagram under Gianni Adamo and you can interact with me on Facebook 
under the group called Passion Unlimited Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, comment, share. Um, You can post anything you want to post on the YouTube channel in reference to your comments and questions. I'll be happy to respond to you. And until next time, bye.